Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Kevin Wallace, Double CCA and Cisco Press author, and this is episode number 62 of the broadcast storm entitled Introduction to Storage Area Network Technologies, or SAN Technologies for short. And in this episode, I wanted to share with you some, some storage technologies that we might see on our networks, maybe in a data center, maybe in a large enterprise, maybe in a small to medium-sized network. But these are some terms that I think it's critical that we know. First of all, let's discuss why we might need some sort of storage area network or SAN to begin with. I remember back in the day when I used to work at a university, back in the 1990s, we bought these very large servers for different departments. And we bought these, what were considered big hard drives back in those days. And each department had their own server, and each server had its own internal hard drive. And those hard drives used DAS storage. DAS, direct attached storage. In other words, the hard drive was directly attached to the server. One of the challenges with that, however, is that a lot of the servers had a lot of unused space on their hard drive. It would have been much more efficient, since we had so many servers for so many departments in the university, it would have been much more efficient if there was sort of a, a single place to hold all the data, one big storage area that all the different servers could share on the network. That's the promise of storage area networking. And for decades, the technology that's often used to interconnect a hard drive with a server when we have DAS storage is called SCSI, S-C-S-I. That stands for Small Computer System Interface. And what that really is, it's a collection of standards that's used to exchange data between a computer and a storage device. And in those servers I was talking about with their SCSI hard drives, they were using block-level storage. Block-level storage is a way that we can store and retrieve data on a hard drive based on a block of bytes or bits, as opposed to storing or retrieving an entire file. That's as opposed to file-level storage. If you point to a shared folder on the network somewhere, maybe you type in backslash backslash and an IP address or the host name of a PC under network or a server, and then another backslash and the name of the shared resource, that makes that shared folder available on your computer, but your computer views that as external to itself. It views it as an external file. It's called file-level storage, and unlike block storage, file-level storage, as the name suggests, transfers entire files, not blocks of bytes or bits. So it's not as efficient to do it that way. So now that we understand some of the challenges... How, if servers just have their own DAS internal storage, that could lead to a lot of wasted storage space. And we've talked about how block storage is more efficient than file storage. Understanding those issues, let's look at a few options for storage area networks, or SANs. One really basic option is called a NAS. NAS, that's Network Attached Storage. This is a network appliance that acts like a file server. It does file-level storage, and it can be accessed over an Ethernet connection. So you don't have to have a certain server where you have to keep the operating system updated all the time. It's an appliance whose purpose in life is to act as this file server. You plug it into maybe a gig Ethernet connection and your servers or your other end devices can access files on that NAS storage device. This overcomes the issue of having wasted storage space by having every server have its own hard drive. Now they're sharing a hard drive, but the downside is this is using file-level storage. It's not quite as efficient as block-level storage. So what can we do about that? Well, a way that we can do block-level storage over the network is to use a technology called Fiber Channel. 
This allows us to have very high-speed block-level access to storage devices over a fiber channel network, not over an Ethernet network. So you might see this in a data center. You might have data center servers that have a couple of cards in them. Maybe they have a network interface card to connect out to the Ethernet network, but then they've got an HBA a host bus adapter that allows that server to connect into a fiber channel network. So that's overcoming both of the issues we talked about. We're able to do block level storage and we're sharing some storage space on the network. Awesome, because we've got this fiber channel storage array. However, each server needs a couple of different connections and a couple of different cards. We've got to have the NIC for the ethernet connection. We've got to have the HBA for the fiber channel connection. There's still a way to make it more efficient. And we're starting to see this a lot more these days, especially in data centers. It's called FCOE, Fiber Channel over Ethernet. This technology allows fiber channel frames to be encapsulated inside of Ethernet frames and then sent over an Ethernet network, typically running at speeds like 10 gigabits per second or higher. So a server now, it just needs one 10 gigabit per second Ethernet card, goes into an Ethernet switch, that switch can go into a fiber channel over Ethernet switch, which then can connect out to our fiber channel storage array. So now, just one connection per server. And again, that's typically seen in a data center or maybe a very large enterprise network. On a smaller scale, there is a way to have block-level storage done over an Ethernet network. Remember we talked about SCSI as the standard that was used to talk between a hard drive and a server? Well, now there's something called iSCSI. Internet SCSI. This technology allows SCSI commands to be sent inside of IP packets. That's going to allow block-level access to a remote storage device over an IP network. So we can have an iSCSI storage device on the network that multiple devices can share and they get block-level access using Ethernet because Ethernet is encapsulating those SCSI commands. And that's a quick look at some of the uh, concepts and terminology that we have with storage area networks, or SANS. And before wrapping up this episode, I want to give you a link where you can go get some free training on an emerging technology. If you've listened to many of my podcast episodes or read many of my blog postings, you know about this concept of a hybrid engineer that Cisco CEO Chuck Robbins talked about, where the engineer of the future is going to have programming skills as well as traditional CLI skills. This gets us into network programmability in SDN, software-defined networking. And I've got some free training for you on SDN. You can just go to my website at kwtrain.com SDN. Again, that's kwtrain.com SDN. Enter your name and email, and I'll send you some free training on software-defined networking in a Cisco environment. And on that note, I want to give you a big thank you for joining me, and I'll see you on the next episode of The Broadcast Storm. Broadcast Storm.